This podcast contains adult content, including cannabis. You're listening to Bellas Who Blaze. Everyday discussions elevating cannabis lifestyles from a female perspective. Joining me this episode is cannabis chef, educator, advocate, and founder of lifestyle brand Faded Living, and a dear Bella who blazes, all the way from Vancouver, Nicole Hines. Appreciate you taking the time to join me today for this episode. I'm excited to kind of get into how your relationship with cannabis started. Absolutely. Um, Well, I have been consuming for probably over 25 years on and off. Um, What I've learned through my journey is that in the beginning stages when I consumed, I consumed usually with like a partner, like a boyfriend or whatever, who like <laughs> was a, was an avid smoker, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, I would have friends, female friends even, that were really like avid smokers, what we used to call chronic back in the day. Um, and so I was always kind of Dr. Dre it. style. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? So I've been it. blessed. I've been blessed throughout the years. Like I, I didn't, I'm in my mid forties. I'm 45. I didn't actually purchase cannabis like really on my own and start rolling and all those things until I was in my forties, my early forties. Wow. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, I was just lucky to be with people who always consumed and they would literally roll joints for me. Right. So mm-hmm. uh my use though shifted about five and a half years ago when I had a car accident. So that's when I started to use cannabis a little differently. Um, I started to use it for um, pain management. So I became mm-hmm. a medical cannabis consumer. I became a patient. I, I got it over here in Canada. They call it a recommendation, which is sort of the version of a prescription, went to yeah. a, um, I was living in Calgary, Alberta at the time, and they actually had cannabis clinics where an actual physician would write you a prescription without any questions because I went to my regular physician to ask, right? But at that time, five and a half years ago, like, you know, even though there was a medical uh, cannabis program in in the country, I think from like 2002 or something like that, uh, there still was stigma. And my Mm -hmm. doctor, my family physician at the time wasn't too keen on it. So I was lucky that I lived in a city that had this service. It was like called natural health services. I went, I got my prescription and then I chose to use it for my pain management because I will say like, I actually tried to do it with like over-the-counter medication, right? Like I really Mm -hmm. didn't want to go the route of anything heavy, like opioids and such like that, because I, Mm -hmm. I, knew enough to know that there was definitely going to be that dependency that it it can allow yeah. for. And I just wasn't mm-hmm. into that. So I started taking things like Motrin and stuff like that, because the pain was really bad. It was not something that I could just like do it all cold turkey, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what ended up happening is that I ended up getting stomach issues. So I went oh, to my doctor. Oh, because they were so harsh. Yes. So I went to my doctor and right. my doctor actually had to prescribe me medication to counteract the, so it it just didn't make sense. It was like one plus one is equaling mm. three, right? Like it yeah. just doesn't make sense. So <laughs> yes. I chose to, that's kind of really what motivated me for cannabis because I was already using it, you know, mm-hmm anyways right like occasionally I was just already doing it so I literally like I said went to see a doctor I was able to get this recommendation and then I was able to order from a licensed producer in this country and it was mailed Mm -hmm. to my door so that's when I started to use it that way and realized that it was so helpful 
with my pain management because I personally love the fact that cannabis doesn't actually remove the pain completely. Mm-hmm. It actually dulls the pain enough for you to know that it's there, but you can still live a really great quality of life, right? So mm-hmm. that I'm not going to overexert myself. I'm not going to try to help somebody move because mm-hmm. today I feel great on opioids and then, yeah. you know, tomorrow I hurt my back. You know what I mean? So I, I love the fact that I was it, I was able to function throughout the day. I was working, you know, doing, you know, in other industries at that time. And I was running a business even at that time. So I was able to, to work and be even somewhat physical because I was in a, mm-hmm. I was a food entrepreneur in a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So farmer's market life is physical, right? And I was like a yeah. one woman show and I was cooking everything and I was standing on concrete all day and all those stuff. And cannabis mm-hmm. really helped me to number one, be able to function throughout the day, but also number two, to sleep at night as well. Right. And so Mm -hmm. to me, it was like just a win, win, win situation. And then the fact that it's a plant, you know, I, I, I'm really not only with my choice for cannabis as pain management, but I'm even doing it in terms of my diet. Like I'm moving towards a plant-based. It's not to say that I'm never Mm -hmm. eating meat. I do eat fish, but I am Mm -hmm. really embracing the plant in all shapes and forms. So yeah, it was a really, to me, it worked really, really well. Um, And I, I appreciate the plant every day. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel you there. And so you mentioned that you still tried over the counter medicines before switching to cannabis. Mm What really prompted that switch? And did you have a pretty in-depth knowledge of cannabis as a medicine, as a kind of adult use user through like kind of your teenage years up to up till then? Um, no, I didn't. I would say that I always was using it with a recreational frame of mind, right? Mm-hmm. But it was after I started using it medicinally that I realized that all use all, in my opinion, all cannabis use is therapeutic use, because mm-hmm. then I started to realize like the reason that each throughout my years, cannabis has helped me in some way, shape or form. Right. So mm-hmm. it could have been like, there was a huge portion of my life, which was really dramatic. You know, I'm divorced and there was a lot of sort of drama around that. Mm-hmm. And I know I now in hindsight, my cannabis use at that time was really to help bring balance to me, was really to help sort of calm me down and like not, you know, have myself always on edge mm-hmm. <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing. So I, I realized that that's uh, what it helped me for. And then honestly, my choice really to to make that shift was uh, the fact that this over-the-counter stuff was actually hurting me and I had to take more pills to fix that, which didn't make sense to me to do that. And on top of that too, the fact that I was using over-the-counter, I was taking a lot of pills at once time. So I started to feel like, you know, how many pills am I going to be taking in a day? Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm taking four at a time, five at a time type of thing. Like, of Mm -hmm. course my stomach is all messed up because of it. Right. Like, I mean, that's just too much for me to, to handle. Whereas even with cannabis, sure. My, my favorite way to, to consume is smoking, but because you can consume in so different, many different ways, some of the other ways that I can consume actually can 
I can increase the THC if needed. You know what I mean? Like in, in terms of an edible or an oil, for example, mm-hmm. right? So that yeah. I can get like a higher dose and really yeah. attack the pain or whatever, or migraines. I get migraines as well and, and got a lot when I lived in Calgary because they have Chinooks there and all that kind of stuff. So the change in the climate is really drastic. It can go from mm-hmm. minus 30 one day to plus 11 within a 24 hour period. And it is insane in the membrane. And I, (laughs) it happened way too often throughout my time there that the swings would cause migraines. So on top of the back pain and the migraine, it was just like too many pills that I was taking. And so that's where I I really decided that um, I was going to go the route of cannabis. And on top of that, if I remember clearly, uh, five and a half years ago, they were talking about legalizing recreational and these clinics were popping up for you know the medical program and stuff like that so there was like a lot of sort of talk about cannabis in Canada itself you know what I mean and so that's why one of the reasons also why I chose to go the route of of cannabis and I, I literally like knowing that it didn't cause me any nausea or any pain issue like stomach issues and stuff like that is also one of the reasons why I liked it and I enjoyed it too. Like, I mean, mm. there's heart, you know, there's, there's not a lot of medicines that you can say that you enjoy. Absolutely not. I can't think of one. <laughs> right? I mean. And I mean, that's really dependent on who you ask, right? As yeah. Well. True. True. But mm-hmm. I, I guess like in, in the people that I've been around, like not a lot of us are saying that, you know, in comparison to cannabis, I guess, maybe I should say that when you exactly. compare it to cannabis, like a lot of people enjoy cannabis more. And I think it's because cannabis, if you set your intention, it allows to do so many other things than just treat whatever you require it to treat you. And, uh, you know, I, it, it can allow me to be creative and take my pain away at the same time. Mm-hmm. And help you, know? you sleep and yes, you know, and and help you focus eat even. on something. Yeah, yeah, there's people who who um have like no appetite, and cannabis helps mm-hmm. to bring on an appetite. There's people who have too much of an appetite, and cannabis has helped to you know succumb that. that. Yeah, suppress it, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, I mean, it just allows for so many things on top of your main immediate reason why you're taking it and that's why I love it as well and then you get your CBD in there as well too which allows for things like you know of course it helps with like it's anti-inflammatory and all the that stuff but then it also helps like if you're feeling anxious you know it can help with that right you know it can help uplift your mood too so there is just so many things it can do for you I'm like why not (laughs) exactly you know even within my networks you know, children who are like 12, 13, who are being diagnosed with really bad anxiety, they're immediately being put through the pharmaceutical route. And they really should have an option to take something like CBD, which is, you know, comes from a plant, it's a lot more natural, and can still, you know, regulate homeostasis and, and really help kids. But just the fact that it comes from cannabis, the plant, instills a lot of fear in parents absolutely in fact i consider cbd more to be like a vitamin to be Mm, honest with you mm -hmm. like i think it's great to take it daily in small doses even and it it can really keep you balanced that's just you know my personal thing and i i hope that we come to a place in you know where in the world where 
they see it the same way as I do, right? And that everybody, regardless, from even not just children, but like even our pets, you know, they benefit a lot uh, from CBD as well, right? And so, I mean, pets are, get really anxious too and really shy and timid. You know, they also um, have illnesses like cancer, you know, or um, injuries, you know what I mean, that require uh, support. So, you know, I, I hope that there comes a time where we all can see eye to eye on this. Yeah, That's yeah. And, and experience the benefits too. I just think of so many people and how, how much their lives would change if they uh, kind of look past the stigma that exists right now and try to and how different life could be as well. Absolutely. One of my things, like I've said this a few times, I feel that if everybody had a little THC or CBD in their system, just a touch, it would change the vibrational level of our planet. Oh, 100%. We would be, mm-hmm. you know, we would not be in a lot of the issues that we're Mm-mm. in. You mentioned mm-hmm. that you've been kind of managing this pain from your car accident for about five years now. How has your pain management with cannabis adapted from when you started managing it with cannabis versus now when, you know, in the legalized environment that you live in, you've also got a whole range of products um, that you probably didn't have access to before as well? Yeah. So before, when I first started the journey um, on that pain management sort of frame of mind, uh, it was more flour, more uh, dried flour is kind of the route that I, yeah, pretty much that was like the route that I went. But then uh, I moved from Calgary to Vancouver. And in Vancouver at that time, I moved here about like three and a half years ago. So it was before legalization. And because uh, Vancouver was operating in a gray market, there was access to dispensaries and information and events and all of the things. So I actually, um, when I wanted to get into the industry and when I, I did, the first job I got was working at a medicinal cannabis dispensary. In fact, like the second oldest one, the Vancouver Medicinal Cannabis Dispensary, they were the, the second oldest, I believe, dispensary that had opened in Vancouver. So some of my coworkers at that time had been there for 10 years. So the knowledge that they, yeah, the knowledge that they had, and because it was gray market at the time, there were beverages, there were suppositories, there were cookies, there were peppermint patties, there was the dried flour, there were the oils, all of the things. So that's when I was able to open my eyes to different stuff. I had cooked once or twice in Calgary with like infused butter, but I didn't really take on the cooking with cannabis like heavy on until I moved to Vancouver. And then because I had access to so many different ways to consume, plus then I started cooking with it. I started to understand what things work really well for my pain and and whatever I need, right? So if I had a day that I was extremely sore, then Mm -hmm. I would definitely end with an edible, right? So I might smoke something and then take an edible and then knowing that I would be able to also wake up feeling pretty refreshed, actually, not groggy, that, you know, a lot of other um, substances can make you feel Mm -hmm. when you wake up, I actually would feel fresh, right? So that's when I kind of started to learn about how certain different things work. I find that with things like the beverages that are on the market in the recreational market, like they don't necessarily give me that 
pain relief per yeah, se, very but I think they just, they? Kind of, they're so <laughs> low dose, right? Like, so they're just like a great addition to me smoking for like, because that is my primary way to consume. So it's a great addition to it. It's a great elevation to it, but I wouldn't say that that's something that I choose for like treatment currents, for instance, I would mm-hmm. say that it's more edibles, even cooking with cannabis, I find more um, effective because you can make mm-hmm. a higher dose oil. Or you can use mm. a higher dose oil that's on the market, you know, whether it's a THC oil or a one-to-one even for balance, but you can mm-hmm. get higher THC from the oils than you can, you know, with these beverages and stuff. So yeah, I've been able to use what what works. And another thing that has been really effective for me, um, and I do want to get more into it, I have a lot of friends who do uh, dab. So concentrates Ooh, is something yes. yeah, that I want to get into more because what concentrates are really great at is if I'm feeling horrible pain, that will immediately, it's better than a joint, right? Oh, like, I absolutely. Mean, it will be, right? So I, I definitely want to make sure that I get my dab rig so yes. that I always have it mm-hmm. so that if I'm having a not so good day, I can just get instant relief. Yeah. That yeah. That was always my dream when I was living in Vancouver to have like a mm-hmm. full setup dab station with yes. my rig. Yes, that's what I want. Yes. Dabbers and card caps yes. and all of that. Um, yeah, all of the things. Yeah. But I, I ended up I... just going to the um, smoking lounges and just using their dabs because I was like, oh, I didn't realize how yes. expensive a rig was. <laughs> it, it is. It's not cheap. And I'm so, I really am blessed. I, I, I have some uh, friends that dab and so, I mean, before COVID, we would gather a lot more. So I would always dab with them. Uh, And now, like, I'm seeing, like, each one get their setup going and they're posting it, which is really quite amazing. So I feel like, you know, this is, I know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm next. I feel it coming because it is, it is an investment as you, as you mentioned, it is an investment. It is. It's great for your health too, because you're not consuming all of that plant matter that you would in a joint. Plus if you're getting really quality concentrates that you know are clean, which you can in a regulated market where it's tested. Yes. They taste incredible. They do. And to be honest with you, I, um, my, um, many of my friends, they actually smoke rosin, which is even better because it's mm-hmm. just, you know, squishy. It's just the it's plant, just the plant squished. squished. That's pretty <laughs> much it with heat and that's it. So they, yeah. they basically do that. So, and even when I worked at the dispensary, like we sold rosin, we sold hash, we sold mm-hmm. all of those things, right? Like, I mean, and hash is like the, I find the original concentrate if you, mm, if you ask oh, me. Oh, absolutely. That's <laughs> you know, the OG like, concentrate. That is totally. So, I mean, I I do want to to definitely bring the rigs into my life because they're so, so helpful. Oh, you know, one thing I do, didn't want to forget is that I also bought um, the PAX 3 because of the fact that it also has the dried and the concentrate option. So it's like I now that I just thought because I'm look, I just saw it on my table here. uh, I realized that I can actually just start getting into it now with my my vape. But I still prefer the rig. It's just no different than like smoking a joint as opposed to vaping dried flour. I still prefer to smoke a joint. So Exactly. I mean, and like one thing I did find with the dab pen, great yeah. for just having on the go. I always had a little bit of shadow with me and my dab pen so I could just 
hit that whenever I wanted, but just yeah, yeah. the cleaning of the mechanism, like the heating element was really difficult in such a small right. device. And then it would affect the flavor and, you know, it's just Air that full cycle. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for yeah. your rig life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, speaking of which, I, I a, a friend of mine had come by months and months ago and brought his setup. And I took a photo of it. And so I think I'm going to post it to kind of like put that energy out there for Mm -hmm. myself to kind of get it together. Just begin manifesting that. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so you use a range of different products to manage your pain. Can you kind of walk me through a typical day of pain management? Yeah, for sure. So um, usually uh, I like to add either CBD oil or THC oil to like my coffee or tea in the morning. So I find that that's a great way to start. If I'm making something like my, my morning uh, eating routine is very random, but if it is a day where I'm making a breakfast uh, and I'm doing something like a smoothie and stuff like that, I might even add some oil to a smoothie as well and I usually like it's not a daily thing like some days I wake up and there is not a lot of pain to be very honest with you right and so I I don't and even on days like that like I had mentioned earlier that I feel like a CBD uh, oil is kind of like a vitamin so days like that I might just put CBD oil in my tea right like I may not require any THC and I might not do a smoothie or anything like that. If I'm doing something like mushroom toast or like avocado toast, Mm -hmm, I might just drizzle a little bit of an oil on top of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that sort of things. Definitely by lunch, I will add something to it. So if I don't have a breakfast option, then I'll do something at lunch. I'll always have a joint before noon, Mm -hmm. always in the morning. I'll have at least one. And then, you know, as throughout the day, I kind of smoke as I see fit. And as I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, it's not always for pain management. So sometimes I'm throwing in a session because I need to write something and I need to be creative. So I'll go for a walk and I will smoke and then come back and be energized to do that. Right. So there are a lot of times that I consume that is mixed in with my pain management. Right. And when it comes to the evening, like depending on the day and especially now that it's getting nice, like I do like the infused beverages that are on the market, even though they're low dose. And I think they're a great addition to my my day, right? So if it wasn't like a nice day, I might have an infused beverage at dinner or maybe late, late, late afternoon, like five o'clock, that kind of thing. Um, And then I always finish off with an evening smoke. So I usually smoke at, you know, seven, eight o'clock, I'll have my evening smoke and then I won't require anything until the next day, right? I mean, so that's kind of how it is. So I use like a lot of different devices, right? So it's not always rolling a joint. Sometimes I have a little pipe. Sometimes I'm using the packs. You know, sometimes I have a a vape pen. So if uh, I felt like, oh, I, I moved and, you know, I felt an issue with the back, I might just take a puff of a vape pen, right? So it kind of, it kind of sort of depends on, on, what I need. Right. And, and sometimes it could be one o'clock before I've had my first smoke. Like it, it, it kind of depends on what, what I need. And that's what I love about the plant, right? Like it's not like, and I think that's what people find very difficult with the plant because they're used to being told that you're going to take something three times a day with water, food, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Until you refill again. And this is a little different. You do kind of take charge 
Yeah, like get to know yourself and yeah, you do. figure it out for yourself, which can be scary absolutely. for a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love the fact that I use it as I need, right? Like, I yeah. mean, I don't, you actually don't overdo it over time. You kind of just, the more you know what you need for yourself, the more that you can craft something that works for me. So yeah, it, every day can be vary, but for the most part, it's a, it's a combination of a lot of different things right and I find that that's really helpful even down to the flower I don't always smoke straight flower by itself I I like to sometimes combine two different cultivars even three right like I might do two cultivars and then add in a CBD dried flower as well to kind of give it this balanced sort of experience right so it it all depends and do you ever throw topicals into the mix for that yeah oh my god how can I forget okay so (laughs) topicals are great for um that's how many uh, products you can choose the, from. Yeah, there's <laughs> you even so forget much. Some. <laughs> I, so great. Absolutely. Because, and the reason why topicals are great for when I have migraines, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I haven't found the best um, cannabis to be the most effective with uh, managing my migraines. But I found that if I rub an infused either cream or oil, into my scalp at the temples, etc. I found that that's been really effective along with like, maybe I'll have like an oil, right? Like, uh, and maybe I'll just take an oil, not even put it in anything just under the tongue type of thing. And that will be a little bit helpful, but I don't always find that dried cannabis helps with my migraines only. So the topicals really help that. Mm. And you've mentioned briefly before around the intention setting with cannabis and how that really uh, helps to not dictate, but kind of help guide what kind of experience you'll have with cannabis. Can you tell me a little bit about what intention setting is and why that's an important part of when you're consuming cannabis? For sure. Um, Well, this is, you know, my own experience. What I've learned with cannabis is that um, if you uh, know what you want to achieve prior to smoking or consuming in whatever way that you want to consume, the plant will actually give you exactly that. So I I find that, um, like I had mentioned before, like if I want to get creative, because I'm writing something or I might need to create some social media ads or whatever, right? Like do something really creative. I have received a lot of help from cannabis and before I will smoke, cause usually that's what I, that's the process that I will do when I want to get creative. Um, I will literally say, okay, I want to like, write something or write an article or whatever the case may be. And then I will go for a walk and smoke and I'll come back with that energy to do that. Right. It's the same thing. If I feel like my back is starting to hurt, I will consume and say that, you know, I'd like to relieve this pain in the lower back or upper back, or sometimes it's your arm. Sometimes you even slept funny. Right. And, and you come up with a kink in your neck, whatever the case may be. And that's what I'll, I'll kind of like set that. Right. And so so those are the things that that I will kind of say and do, and it actually um, works. You know what I mean? It actually kind of works, which is something that uh, a lot of other medications don't do for you. You know. And what is your best advice for someone dealing with pain and thinking of switching to cannabis? For sure. So one of my um, advice 
first pieces of advice is like figure out which way you would want to consume. Um, as I mentioned, there are so many different ways. Like, I mean, some people just are love smoking. Like I do, that's like, uh, uh, something that I enjoy doing. Um, so, and you do get like an immediate relief, right? Smoking will give you a bit more of an immediate relief. So, so there's that, but then if, smoking isn't your things there is a lot of other routes that you can go whether it is taking an oil and me and sometimes they don't taste the greatest i'll be very honest like sometimes infused oils are not the tastiest so the beauty is that you can put it in something mm, that you're familiar with planty. yeah it is right and so but you can put it in something that you're familiar with whether it's tea or coffee or a smoothie like i mentioned like you know there's a lot of different things that you can do uh there's the topicals most people are not fearful of putting a lotion or an oil on their body you know what I mean so you can literally apply that to the area that you're not you know that's sore or in pain and that can also give you a lot of relief um and then there is like don't forget about CBD like CBD can be really helpful with with pain and and um definitely with a lot of pain management the only thing I I will say about CBD is like uh that's why I call it like a vitamin is because sometimes people don't realize that it's working until they stop using it. It's one of those things, you know, like you, you almost like you're using it and then you're just like, you, you don't realize like you're not saying to yourself, Oh, I feel pain here. Oh, I feel pain there. Oh, I feel anxious here, et cetera. Right. Until after you stop using, it's not like this drastic difference that THC will give you, right? Like THC gives you sometimes like a really instant. Yeah, there's the euphoria you know, kind of that. Yeah, person. yeah, absolutely. But don't, you know, don't forget about CBD because again, if, if, if there's any fear to the plant, that's, I believe, a great introduction into it. And don't forget that you can also use CBD in a lot of different methods. There are CBD topicals out there. There are CBD oils. There are, you know, there's just so many things. You can cook with CBD. You can have a CBD edible just as well, gummies, et cetera, right? And so there are, um, that's usually, I always recommend CBD first, but when we're talking about pain management, sometimes you need high levels of CBD and high levels of THC to give you some relief, right? So I I, I feel like if there's any, ever any fear with going the route of cannabis is always to choose the method that you feel most comfortable with and that will help the process. That is some great, great advice. I mean, thank you. I mean, I, I there's even CBD capsules out there, right? I mean, so if people need to go the route that they're used to, they can literally take it in capsule form. They can even take it in there's sprays out there now. Yeah. Of, you know, like nanotechnology. And even, like what a soluble. Yeah. Like so there's my point is like there's just so many different routes. Just choose the route you're comfortable with and you can find a lot of products to support you on your journey. Yeah. And this is why from New Zealand's perspective, it's so important to be able to legalize cannabis, to be able to do the research, to innovate products so that we can provide these options for, you know, each individual to tailor their own wellness routine and finding a way to manage their pain. Because like you said, some people with mild pain, they they might be able to use some low dose products and that's enough for them versus someone who with a lot of, you know, intense chronic pain who are going to need much higher doses of, of THC. Or in, 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 in the forms of like, for instance, you know, when I was working at the dispensary, like 
I mentioned earlier, we were selling suppositories, right? And so we were selling suppositories for to, a lot of times it was to people who were cancer patients um, because that was a great way to administer high doses of THC. So, I mean, you know, again, you know, there's so many uh, forms, right, that are even, you know, what you'd see in the traditional Western world of medicine, like I mentioned, capsules and such, right? You can still get things in 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 ways that you feel most comfortable in. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of that advice. No um, I am so excited to continue to hear all the stuff that you put out on your Faded Living podcast. But uh, with Faded Living, tell yes. me what's coming up. Yes. Okay. So. Um, just so that everyone knows, I started Faded Living to normalize adult cannabis use. So I'm doing yeah. it a few different ways. Yes, that's what I want. That's what I'm here for. And I'm doing it in a few different ways. Uh, the main way is through food. And uh, so uh, how I'm going to try to do that through food is through offering cooking workshops. So I'm going to offer some uh, cooking with cannabis workshops and how to infuse your favorite oil and um how to cook with cannabis and terpenes. So I'm offering these three workshops coming up. I'll release it at the end of April, but then it'll be something that will be available every month. So you'll always be able to check me out. Um, my website will be launching soon. It's called fadedliving.com. Um, I'm at Faded Living on all social media platforms. So that's where you'll be able to see a lot of information about these virtual cooking with cannabis workshops that will be coming out. Um, I also try to help, you know, normalize adult cannabis use through a podcast. So that comes out every Thursday on, um, you know, Podbean and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. And basically I chat with people in the cannabis space to kind of normalize uh, cannabis use by showing how amazing and magical and normal we are. <laughs> so there's that. Mm -hmm. And then yes. uh, when COVID Magical is key. Magical is key, <laughs> you know. And uh, when COVID stops doing COVID, I would love to bring back some infused dining experiences that I had uh, launched last year called Faded Feast. So I'm hoping to bring that back and be able to sort of travel with that activation and, you know, educate people on how you can make your own oils while before we actually eat together. So that's some of the things that I'm trying to roll out in the next few months. Um, but yeah, just find me at Faded Living and there'll be so much information about it. Oh, thank you. I am excited for these cooking workshops. I have yes. been a huge fan and following your infused jerk sauce forever. Yes. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I have a huge soft spot for jerk. If I see it, I have yes. to have it. So yes. <laughs> I cannot Love wait. It. Thank you so much for your time. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Kaya. It was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody has like a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to Bellas Who Blaze. Bellas Who Blaze.